From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. You're not perfect, sport. Let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Now, you can know everything in the world, sport, but the only way you're finding out that one is by giving it a shot. And that's from Goodwill Hunting. That's obviously Robin Williams. And what do you do if you're in a relationship and you're really, really, really attracted to someone, but the person's not perfect for you? And they're attracted to you, but you're not quite perfect for them. How do you deal with those situations? You have to figure out what it is that's not perfect. Is it their looks that you don't like? Well, can you be married to someone whose looks you don't like at all? I mean, if the looks, let's say that I don't like tall, blonde men, and I'm married to a tall, blonde man, and he's a really good man, but, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I just, I don't like his looks. That's a problem. So you want to be able to realize that you're not going to get everything that you, you're looking for in a romantic partner. Some of the things will be moral issues. If the person's dishonest, then you want to dump them. But if it's just looks and it's something you think you can live with, or if it's something that, oh, you don't like the way they're messy around the house, they drop their clothes all around, but you think you might be able to live with them, then those are the trade-offs. You will have some trade-offs, and then you grieve the losses. Well, you know, I won't have anybody that looks, I won't have a partner that looks exactly what I am looking for, but I will have somebody that gives me so much. It's such a rich relationship, and I will gently grieve my losses and move on. I'm not going to grieve them for life. I'm just going to say I'm willing to accept this trade-off. So when you're looking for a good romantic partner, you want to do the thinking work, and then, as Robin Williams said, you need to check it out. You need to test it out. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And even though this isn't therapy, I'm a clinical psychologist, so you can call me with any questions that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. And right now, we're going to turn to our after-hours lines. I'll give you my number first, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And if you're listening to a delayed broadcast, you can call in every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. That's 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, and you can talk with me live, or you can always leave your question on our after-hours line. This is a call that we got on our after-hours line, and this is eh, when you're a kid you can have a lot of fears I had fears of cats and dogs biting me I had fears of spiders I feared the class bully you can have lots of fears growing up I even feared the boogeyman but here is a fear that one mother is dealing with in her daughter that is a very rare fear she's afraid of the weather listen to this Yes, my daughter is having some personal issues with weather this summer and um, kind of worked herself into a frenzy and is throwing up at watching weather reports and I've had to block the weather channel from her TV. I just wanted to see how I could handle it with her and, you know, I've tried to relate with her, but it's just, it's just so extreme. 
Okay, if a daughter is throwing up at looking at the weather report, you know that what's running through her mind, if we had uh, an audio track of what her thoughts were versus what my thoughts are when I look at the weather, mine would be, oh, yeah, you know, I better bring an umbrella today. It's going to rain. Or it's hot out today. You know, I'll wear lighter clothes. Those are my thoughts. Her thoughts might be, oh, my God, what if there's a tornado here? What if I die? What if I lose my kitty? What if what if a flood comes in and I no longer have my beautiful bedroom that I love? What if a tsunami hits us and I don't know how to swim and I lose my parents? What if a hurricane hits us and it blows the roof off of our house or does so much damage and I don't have my swing set anymore? If we were to hear her actual thoughts, we would hear that she got them from somewhere, probably from watching news, because there's been a lot of weather in the news recently. And especially if you have access to the Weather Channel, you don't even have to have something bad currently happening happening in the news. You see tsunamis. You see the devastation. If you listen to any talk shows, you hear people who had lost loved ones in floods. You hear them talking about um how painful it was to go through the losses of all their belongings of their loved ones of their future hopes of their career of their home so it's loss after loss after loss i don't know what images are in your darling daughter's mind but i think that if she could talk them through you have a much better chance of putting them in a rational context you can't just tell her don't worry because these are real concerns. She's seen the imagery, but just seeing all the pictures culled from all over the world don't tell you your current risk factor. Her risk probably where you live is very low that any of these big things are going to happen to her. It's remote. So that's what she has to grasp. Now You could go to a cognitive therapist to help her out, a, a therapist who deals with thoughts and helps her to put her thoughts in a rational perspective and teaches her thinking methods so that she doesn't she isn't prone to doing this with other issues in her life catastrophizing you could just draw her out if you wanted to and let her talk about what her genuine fears are without laughing at her without making fun of her and then telling her why you're what the facts are that make her fears unfounded facts are terrific here so again listen specifically to her Get her the therapy help if you think that will help. That would give her lifetime skills, too. Uh, you can get a book for yourself that's on my website, Mind Over Mood. It teaches a thought record for adults. Now, I would not necessarily give her that book if she's young, but I, I wouldn't give her that book. But you could teach her a thought record. I've taught young kids to do a thought record, and it's amazing the same cognitive therapy methods that we use as adults. Kids can use it. They put it on a big whiteboard with colorful markers, and they love it. So, uh, again, you need to know why she is terrorizing herself. What is the thought content? And then help her put the news in a rational perspective. I was told when I first went on radio that Ellen, you've got to put gory stuff in here. You've got to really get the sensational stuff on radio. Otherwise, people will tune you out. And they, I was told that with the news, with with in the news media, they know that 
if it bleeds, it leads. It'll become the lead story if it's a bloody story. That people don't want to hear a feel-good story, such as my husband having a hip replacement and going out dancing about a week later. They don't want to hear that stuff. They want to hear that the the operation went what is it went south that it went bad that my husband's crippled for life. They found, aliens. <laughs> they found aliens in his life. They want to hear weird stuff. Well, I disagree with them. But the news media is driven by that. If it bleeds it leads. So your daughter is hearing the bloody stories from around the world. She needs a dose of really healthy stories, of good weather stories, and that's what you want to help her with, to help her hold context, to put her fears in perspective. And I wish you some very good success with that. Uh, Right now, I am going to um, read an email that I got This is a sad one. A woman writes, I'm nine months pregnant and my spouse gave me an STD, a disease. I know he cheated because he he has been the only one I've been with. And I got an STD. The only way you can get that is by somebody having picking it up sexually. So he swears he didn't. Even though I've gotten rid of it, I'm trying to work on... uh, should I try to work on our relationship or let him go? Now you're nine months pregnant. By now you probably have your child. And this is a very painful decision. Did your husband deceive you right in the midst of bonding even closer, having a child together? Well, first I want to let you know that pregnancy and the first two years of having a child are the roughest on most relationships because sex goes out the window. Mom sees herself typically as a mommy. The breasts are there for breastfeeding, not for feeling, thank you. And it, it's it's a real difficult time for the guy and for the woman too. They, the woman will feel guilty because it's not enough sex. So I would really encourage your partner to open up say level with me. I know we may not have been having as much sex. Tell me, did you do anything? If he is a chronic liar, dump him because you don't want to be married to him anyway. If he's a good guy that just cheated one night, let's say he went for a lap dance and then bought something above and beyond that but hadn't done anything else, it may be repairable. I would get the book After the Affair that's on my website by Dr. Janice Abramspring. My website is drkenner.com and hopefully that will help you out. When and when we come back, we're going to be talking about selfishness. Is it good or bad? You've been told all your life, don't be selfish, don't be selfish. Well, you may find out that Instead of going through life giving up everything, it is good to pursue your dreams, your values, your goals. You don't step on anybody else, but it you can have full throttle, full full throttle, go straight forward towards your own goals. We'll be talking with Dr. Peter Schwartz coming up. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path of Romance by psychologist Dr. Kenner and Locke. How long does it take to thoroughly get to know a person? That depends on the person. Sometimes you gain enough key information to make a reasonably informed negative judgment within minutes. For example, if the person has obvious traits that you despise. But for a person you choose to continue seeing, it can take many months of interaction to learn everything you need to know. A useful, though not foolproof, guideline is to know the person for at least a year before getting married 
married. Some can be sure in less than a year. Others need several years to know a person really well. There may be red flags you want to investigate. For example, he seems to drink a lot when they go out, but claims he's never had an alcohol problem. Check on this from other sources, family, friends, and co-workers. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.